everyone. Thanks for joining us at Sportsbet for episode seven of the Inters as we podcast our way towards ID 18. Andrew Diorio here with me, Rod Basto. Hi, Andrew. G'day, Rocket. Good to be here in this uh, intimate setting, just the two of us, but plenty to get through as always. Well, I expected in the absence of Justin Carlefeld and Matt Peden that there would be a third panellist having listened to the program last <laughs> week. Some bloke called jo- Joe Staramia. I heard his name every five minutes. He got more mentions than a busy day in the magistrate's court. Who's this Joe Staramia? He's come from nowhere. Uh, Look, I I had, I was, basically I was double teamed last week, Joe Staramia, Uh, you know, the the boys, obviously with uh, both being from New South Wales and pumping up one of the uh, the New South Wales hopes. And uh, yeah, it was just just on my own here, just fighting a a battle against them, but... uh, yeah, we'll see how he goes. He's uh, what is he? Fifteen dollars in our market. He's oh. he's well in. I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm assuming the gloss has gone off Elmer's image and it's it's moved on to Joe Star and Mia. <laughs> oh, it, it may go back to Elmer's because oh, I've noticed okay. he's in this weekend. So uh, yeah, they could they could jump again. But um, yeah, at, at the moment they're definitely on uh, on that one. Well, in keeping with the theme of the show, to quote the. PO Intersisters. I'm so excited and I just can't hide it. We're only a few weeks away from the series commencing, ID 18. And uh, well, let's start by uh, having a look back over the the trotters and how they're coming along. Seems as though two horses in particular have cleared out at the top of the market. Yeah, Tornado Valley and Speeding Spur. We we mentioned this uh, over the last few weeks. These two look the dominant pair. Speeding Spur, um, fresh off its win uh, on New Zealand Cup Day in the, the Group 1 Trotters Free-for-All. Uh, it it won. It wasn't overly impressive, I thought, but um, led and um, in the end there were, I guess, uh, there were a few of them that got close enough to it. But he, he's been the benchmark over there, um, at, at least this preparation, and, and in Victoria... Uh, Tornado Valley, which uh, steps out this weekend, is a very short price favourite. I think a dollar over unbackable, unbackable. I think in in the absence of a third panelist, our any two of three winners mega bet towards the end of the show might have to include it just to make a good thing of getting at least one of them up. Yeah, look, uh, it'd be a huge shock if he was to get beat uh, this week because, um, yeah, as uh, Inter Dominion Trotter's favourite, uh, he, he should be beaten this opposition. You, you mentioned uh, the New Zealand, uh, an NZ called Woodstone has been coming along without much fanfare. He has, and we spoke with Andrew Fitzgerald last week because I was uh, keen to get his... I guess uh, insight into the horse because uh, he he's been uh, a horse that I knew nothing about, uh, you know, only a few weeks ago. And every time he stepped out, he's he's looked impressive. And again, on Cup Day, he, he sat outside Speeding Spur and actually pushed it to uh, I think a head on the line in the end. He was actually uh, taking some ground off it. So if he if he does make the trip, he he'll um, he'll be one to follow. Okay, so at the moment, Tornado Valley three twenty five nine to four in the old speeding spur three seventy five eleven to four in the old, and then there's that gap. Uh, t- Tough Monarch, Kai Valley Blur, both at eleven dollars. Maori Law at thirteen, Fabrication and Woodstone fifteen, uh, and Temporali at uh, seventeen. So uh, plenty of talent there, but um, and and of course it is last chance saloon for a lot of them because mm. uh, next week is the final rankings. So uh, for horses on the fringe, um, a horse we mentioned, Dillawong Armstrong, who won last week, was 
33rd in the in the third round of rankings. Its win last week may have propelled it into the, the top 30, okay. but a, another another good run this week, and I think he's a certainty to get in. Uh, Magical, which I think is in the low 40s. Uh, Savannah JJ, who took out the uh, St. Arnold Cup. Right. Yeah. So there's a, there's a lot of movement um, into that top 30, um, but the current top two look, look mm. fairly well, set. Well, of course, um, with the Trotters, there will only be the two heats, so that'll that'll um, come down to I what... I think there's actually three. Is, is there two? No, two, two for okay. the Trotters and three for the Pacers, right. so it'll, it'll just make it a little bit tighter around okay. the, the, I've got to re- the edge re- at the re- bottom. Because <laughs> I thought there might be actually, they're actually running in the middle rounds as, as well, is it... 20, uh, they're, they're, they're running um, exactly the same uh, heat nights, the same distances, yep. uh, but just two heats for trotters and three for the paces. Okay. And speaking of the paces, uh, that's a little more open in terms of the market. However, the horse at the top of the market, boy, was he a monster of a run and has trimmed up just a tiny bit. Tiger Tara, $6 into $5 on the back of that New Zealand Cup effort, um, game in defeat. Uh, Let It Ride and San Carlo at $7, Shadow Sacks $9, and then we have Rapper's Delight at 10 Cruise Bromac $11. Uh, Our Dream About Me, far from disgraced in the New Zealand Cup, $13. And uh, good old Joe, Joe's star of Mia into 15 We We have to talk about Tiger Tara's run. That was one of the biggest runs in defeat we've seen. I mean, the other run that comes to mind is is Lazarus, Lazarus when he lost yes. the, the, uh, the Fremantle Cup. Um, it in defeat, he, it was the second fastest New Zealand Cup on record um, to sit in the breeze and and to to, to go down ahead. Uh, that was that was some sort of run. It was yep, like massive. He, he's he's just so genuine and and he backs up every week. You think, well, you know, he, he's pretty much contested every feature race on the calendar, and and you know, he's he still keeps coming up. Uh, run after run, and he's entered for uh, this week again the the free for all in in New Zealand. Oh, he so. probably needs the hit out. Yeah, so um, you know if if he goes and, and wins that, I mean it, it'd be nothing more deserving than than him, you know, winning that. One one of the horses uh, not far behind him in the market, and uh, certainly in terms of the rankings, uh, appears as though it's a guaranteed runner is San Carlo, and we've got a great opportunity here to find out more about San Carlo by talking to regular driver Beck Bartley. Here's a horse who, uh, 12 months on from his first experience at the top level, having competed in the Inter-Dominion Series in Perth last year, really appears to be set for a big ID18. So uh, thanks for joining us, Beck. No worries. Thanks for having me. And, Beck, you, obviously you had that experience this time last year, but you must be so excited the way the horse is going and looking forward to competing in the series again uh, on home turf this year. Yeah, no, um, it's all looking good. I really can't wait. Uh, the experience last year in Perth done both of us the world of good, really, and, um, being back home um, should should make things a bit better. So is it really, um, did you find it, um, another step up in terms of level of competition? Yeah, for sure. Um, just the racing over there and uh, having to fly him over and travel and the whole experience has, um, has really helped him to be the horse he is today. So with the series at home this year, that must um, make it a lot easier for you. It is. Um, we've still got a little bit of travelling that we have to do with the tracks are probably um, three hours uh, from us. But 
Uh, I don't think that will really worry him. I think um, with all the travelling he did last year, it has really helped him this year. And um, he's such a casual Beck, it's it's Andrew here. Just um, looking at his preparation this time in, it seems like everything's been geared towards him being set for the Inter Dominion. Um, if if I go back to uh, the Victoria Cup, uh, the week of he he actually resumed in a, a lowly free for all at Mildura. You, it's it seems like you've just opted to just um, gradually sort of take him along before, uh, I guess the big um the race on 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 the focus being into dominion does that is does that uh, sound right is that um the plan all along yeah yeah it was um he had a really good spell when he come back um we took him to sydney and he raced in the cranbourne cup last year and he had about three months off and he put on a lot of weight so um we were probably a bit surprised at how well he'd done out in the paddock and it did take us a little bit longer to get him back up to his fitness level and um, we sort of we give him one trial, and we just sort of thought there's no point pushing him to try and get to Victoria Cup. He's got plenty of other good races to lead him into the inner dominion. So um, Steve just decided we'll take him to Majuris to let him have a good hit out, and uh, it's all flowed on from there. And if we go back uh, through uh, San Carlo's career, he, he was actually a late starter, wasn't he? He started racing at at four, was it? Yeah, four-year-old. Um, we tried him as a young horse and he was just really immature and just wasn't ready and um, we brought him back and uh, ever since we've brought him back, he's, he's shocked us all really um, how well he come back and how how good he is today. And your association with um, Steve O'Donoghue, um, you've actually driven, I think, every start that San Carlos had. Um how, how, how far does it go back? And um, you're you're a regular driver for him, not just uh, San Carlo, but uh, even even his other stable horses. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, so I've worked for Steve and Anne, and I've been working for them for 11 years now. So, um, And he, he, he trains yeah, a small a, team? Uh, we do have a small team, yeah. It's, um, sometimes it creeps up a bit, but it comes back down. And Steve's also got the stud here as well, so we're quite busy at the moment, this time of the year. But um, now we, everyone, um, we'll work in together and formed a really good partnership and, um, yeah, everything's going good. And so, Beck, uh, along the way, of course, next step is uh, a race at Melton this Friday night, uh, a free-for-all. So some of the horses you'll be competing against, no doubt you'll meet again come into Dominion time. So um, pleased with how everything's going in the lead-up to the next start? Yeah, really happy. Um, we were really happy with how we pulled up after Yarra Glenn. That's um, why we decided to race him this week and we could have went to Geelong Cup uh, the following week but we thought it just might have been a little bit too much for him so um, we put him in and uh, he should get a nice run and he everything then we've got two weeks to get ready for the inters then. And, and just putting you on the spot um, you mentioned this week he's, he's got a bit of a tricky draw um, inside the back row up against um, a good horse who you beat last start in the um, Yarra Valley Shadow Sacks. Oh, Cranbourne Cup, in fact. Shadow Sacks. Um, what, what will be the tactics? Will you look to get off the inside early or, or how do you see it playing? Um, not really sure yet. Um, I haven't really thought about it that much, but uh, obviously the Shadow Sacks, Shadow Sacks drawing the front row, he'll probably roll to the front. So um, 
I think I'll we'll talk about it with Steve and see what they want to do. And, um, you know, I don't think we've ever really seen uh, San Carlo come from the sit, so I'm not too sure if that could be a sort of idea to toss up to see how well we can get home from the sit or um, whether we try and come off and... I'm sure some stage we'll have to go around. Um, but, yeah, it's something that we'll have to think about and discuss. And I, I guess unless a trainer gives you strict instructions, it, it must be a case of um, coming off the gate and, and just seeing what's happening in front and around you. Is is that the case? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, you can make 10,000 plans and not one of them could go right. So it's just as soon as those arms fold back at... Um, you know, you hope to God your plan works out, but it might not. So, yeah. It's just is, a, is Steve one of those trainers who, who lets you decide, I guess, the tactics and leaves the driving to you? Um, he does. We talk about it a bit, but um, he mainly does leave it up to me. But if I um, think that I need help, I'll, or I just ask for his opinion and what he thinks and um, we work it out together then. Well, look. Thanks very much for joining us, Beck. We we look forward to having a chat with you and it's been great. And we wish you all the very best in the the lead up to the series that uh, not only you and the rest of the team there, but obviously San Carlo remains fit and well and uh, he really gives it a shake. It would be great to see. Thank you. Looking forward to it. Terrific, Beck Bartley. And, uh, well, as Per usual, we need to uh, come up with a, a special to do with our our guest. Uh, and uh, what have we what have we got? We can offer the listeners for uh, for San Carlo. Yeah, so we've we've come up with uh, a double. So San Carlo to win this week uh, into into Dominion to win the Inter Dominion final twenty six dollars. So um, okay. it's a, it's a bit of a spoil on um, yeah, if he was to win this week uh, mm. the twenty six dollars. Uh, is certainly an enhanced price. Yeah, it's definitely allowing for just a, a little bit of cream on top there to uh, to take out both races, and uh, certainly a big chance in the in the Inter. I um, I really think he'll benefit from that that experience last year. So uh, interesting yeah. to see how he goes on Friday night at Melton. Yeah. Uh, what about other horses that um, may be competing in in uh, the coming days? Uh, obviously, San Carlo's up against Shadow Sachs, who far and away has the better draw in that race. Um, there's uh, a race in Sydney also at Menangle, isn't there, where we've got Let It Ride and... Uh, yeah, Let It Ride's uh, engaged. Also, Mac Doro um, in the race. Um, Mac Doro, he's got blistering gate speed mm. off the front and... He, uh, Probably uh, looks like crossing. Early market suggests be going forward off the yeah. gate and using that speed. Exactly. And, uh, he, he, you know, sometimes he does hand up, so I'm not sure how they'll drive Let It Ride. He's been going back um, in his races, but it'd be good to see him, um, you know, go forward and, and show, I guess, how how good he's going because he, he has been sort of held up for one run and running home uh, quick time. Right. So. Um, we, we know he is point to point very quick, but it'd be good to see him perhaps being driven a lot more aggressive. And another special, uh, we've got up on, um, uh, on the back of that New Zealand cup is worth taking note of Cruz Bromac. Um, nothing wrong with its run in the New Zealand cup. And remember, uh, we were told by Kevin Pesudo, he was of the opinion that Cruz would come back to him for the inter. Uh, we don't know any more about that at this stage, but uh, given he's got the the early favourite Tiger Tower anyway, we've got that Kevin Bazudo bet 
to win whatever horse to, he trains yeah, to win what, the Inter Dominion. That's been well patronised. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, yeah, we don't know uh, the training arrangement at this stage. But going off his run uh, on on Cup Day, uh, he I think he settled for back the pegs and he, he sort of uh, finished maybe a length off the yeah, off not the winners. far off them. So yeah, it, we know he's um, he's more than capable, especially with that sort of run. Um, you know, sprinting a quick quarter if he's sort of sitting not far off them, he can can run over. Mm. And of course, we already mentioned uh, Tornado Valley. It, it should be a walk in the park at, at Melton on Friday night. And at the moment, we're seeing some of the uh, contenders running around in New Zealand. There's more racing to come there before their carnival yep. finishes. And uh, uh, interesting times, and uh, we're getting so much closer. What about time for race callers' quotes? <laughs> Yeah, so um, going uh, well, Cup Day. It was it was a great listen. Uh, really enjoy Mark McNamara's calls um, you know, throughout the card. But um, Ultimate Sniper, he he, uh, he he came up with a good one there. I thought so. Ultimate Sniper, impressive win. Um, full brother to Ultimate Machete, so he he does look a serious horse. And he came up with uh, he is a gun. That is a gun win. So it was an easy one, but uh, yeah, I thought he. Uh, and he I think that'll be the first of many superlatives for that horse. He looks something special. He does. He's already um, been spec'd here for uh, the, the Victoria Vic Derby. Cup. Oh, Victoria Derby, yeah. yeah well, he, I think currently $3 favourite for that race. Yeah, he, he will have op- opposition with uh, Emma Stewart having uh, you know several good three-year-olds here. But, um, yeah, the New Zealand three-year-olds always have to be respected. All right. Uh, well, uh, okay, Mark McNamara, that, mm. that moves him from two to three votes. So I'll uh, go through those votes here. We've got Alan Hull and Chris Barsby equal on five. Mark moves to three. Fred Hastings on two. Well, we're not going to give uh, Alan Hull a plug today, that's for sure. So uh, what are we going to come up and, with? Well, and I should mention all on one vote, Craig Easy, Jim Jakes, Lockie McIntosh and Craig Rail. There's a notable omission there, but in... Of course, this probably isn't um, his race, to, so to speak. Dan Malecki, number one caller in Victoria. Dan isn't so much a race caller quote man as, a, as an accurate, accurate one, Bill Collins type uh, caller from years gone by, I guess. But I don't know, I reckon Dan might be listening to the podcast because he really seemed to make a big effort recently when Ice Sculptress was driven through to lead... Dan goes, driven through to lead, chisel and all. Now, that is very <laughs> undan like I would have thought. Chisel and all, yeah. ice sculptress. Yeah, I, I must have missed that one. But um, So yeah. I've got to get, get Dan on the board and encourage him along to do a bit more. Yeah, hopefully we see some more of it. Uh, yeah, I like that one. Uh, best bets. It's uh, time to come up with our mega bet. Uh, generally, uh, there'll be three of us and we'd each come up with our best bet. As long as any two of the three win, uh, you get the money. We've, we've had quite a bit of success success overall uh, this week with just the two of us, Andrew. Um, we'll, we'll throw Tornado Valley in. That'll, that'll give us a, a walk-up start. So only one of us has got to find a winner. What's yep. yours? Uh, so feature race at Melton is the popular arm free-for-all. It's actually on this Friday night, punters, so not the regular Saturday night for Melton, Friday night this week. Uh, Audi Hair from the pole. So it looks a pretty um, obvious speed map. Audi Hair's got the gate speed to, uh, to I guess, hold up and, and perhaps wait for Shadow Sacks to, to come around and then uh, let him uh, take the lead. And from uh, yeah, behind the leader, Audi Hair, around the even money price, I think, uh, I think he's a good place bet from there. 
Okay. Um, I, I might go for race three, number three, Divine Diva. I, I hesitate to put it forward given that it's it's only a three-year-old uh, filly, I think, still. Um or is it just turned? Yeah, just turned three. You know, not long ago, and yet here it is against some older, older mares, but racing really well. I just think it's a race in two. It and Queen Shenandoah. Um, there's a lot of upside to both those, um, the mare and the filly. Um, I just think Divine Diva at the odds, being second pick in the market, race three, number three at Melton also. So uh, hopefully we're, we've. Got to collect even before we get to Audi Hair, but if not, I'm, I'm with you. I reckon uh, Audi Hair's drawn beautifully to run a run a drum. Well, another week of the podcast, and we'll we'll come back and do it all again next week. And yeah. uh, will we have final rankings? Uh, they'd be pretty coming up very very soon. We they might will. have those. I um, think so. I think the, the fourth round rankings come through next Wednesday, and then obviously there's the uh, the final acceptance is maybe a couple of days later. So, yeah, this this week it will be uh, last chance for a lot of runners. So you, you might actually, uh, who knows what you'll see this week, maybe some desperate sort of tactics, some some aggressive drives, uh, maybe from some of those horses who are, who are well down trying to look to get in. Yep, well, you're spot on, yes. Next, next uh, Wednesday, the 21st of November, final rankings will, will be released. So we'll talk about those uh, next week. So make sure you join us again. Thank you.